Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You daily signature notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And today's episode is a very, very fun raw talk episode. If you have been listening for a long time now, you know that I have certain segments on this show where I do raw talks, usually with close friends or people that I'm comfortable with having super open conversations about maybe more personal life topics and as always I love to include these segments and talk more about personal life stuff um, outside of the career the mindset and the other topics I tend to talk about because I know that it's just the holistic view of a person this is just who we are right like you know we are all human we have feelings we want to be happy we want to be fulfilled we want to have a great job and you know with all of that being said that is a culmination of all areas of life so it's you know how you eat um, your, your mental health your relationships your career dynamic all of that and so today's episode is again more of a personal life conversation but definitely a lot of great insight and in particular today my friend Austin and I we actually talk about dating and the dating culture in the early mid-20s. My friend is 25 years old um, and a little bit about him. I actually met him at my first corporate job and I did share a little bit of that in the beginning of the episode but um, you know we've been great friends for over a year now and he's someone that has just truly made my experience at my first corporate job the best it could be he was always supporting me always really rooting for me and when you have that kind of energy around you it's just super contagious so um, I'm really grateful to have him as a friend and him and I have always had deeper conversations you know whether when it was like 2 a.m you know post bar night kind of thing we'd be just talking about dating and what our views are on you know how we feel about like the hookup culture and you know what we personally want for our own lives and I always just thought it was unique the way he said things because when you look at him or when you first meet him I will be honest I don't think he gives off this impression of like someone that wants something like really deep and meaningful 
but him and I, I think, have always been aligned with this kind of energy. And so I've been able to pull that out of him. And over time, I realized, like, I think he should be on the show because he's a great example of someone that can give you a perspective of both sides, right? Where he's been through the talking phase um, and, you know, everything that us girls go through and then his perspective as a guy, obviously. And then also just his perspective now as he has matured a bit more over the years and as someone who's now in his mid-20s, if you will. Um, So yeah, again, this episode is a little bit explicit, so fair warning. Um, But again, I always keep raw talks as vulnerable, honest, and especially in myself, I try to just be myself as much as possible. And I encourage those that are on the raw talks with me to be just themselves as well. So with that being said, enjoy this conversation. All right. Yeah. How are we doing, Austin? What's good? Uh, life's good. Life's good. Thank you for having me. This is life's a long time good. coming. I know. This is a long time coming. I've been wanting to have you on for the fucking longest time. You've been a homie. I, I want to start off with this. I want to give off this vibe first. Like, obviously, I'm going to, I shared in the intro how I met you and all, but like how I really met you was before I even started my first corporate job. And I tell you the story all the time, but I was in my final interview. I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for my turn to get into the interview room with our favorite VP. And you come up to me, you didn't know me yet. And you didn't even know that I was eventually going to be on your team. But lo and behold, you come up to me and you're like, you're going to kill it. You just gave me positive vibes. You were a good looking dude in your little Navy suit or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, all right, it's a good vibe here. It's going to be a good vibe. And I was going off of like a long-term breakup too. At the time I had just broke up with my boyfriend of four years. And uh, I was like, we may meet some cuties here. <laughs> that's exactly so, it. So, so that's how we really started. But Austin, welcome to the fucking podcast. We're about to dive into some deep shit. Are you ready? I appreciate it. I cracked open a uh, bottle of wine, Sauvignon Blanc, just for mm-hmm. this. So uh, we're going we're gonna to go through the whole thing throughout this podcast. It's going to be great. Yeah, you, you better. I, I actually got some of the cork stuck in the freaking thing. So it is what it is, I think. What do you think? That's called being a rookie. I, I Honestly, you're probably right. You're probably right. We're going to do it, though. We'll drink it. Let's drink it. Let's do it. Okay. So I want to start off with one of a, a first question. It's because you and I talked about this a lot over our own deep conversations. But I think, interestingly, you and I have a very similar perspective on dating and, like, what we really look for when it comes to, like, actually dating someone so you know you're a 25 year old guy and I think a lot of my listeners are we're in this demographic of figuring it out when it comes to dating what is one thing you would tell a girl right now like just a piece of advice when it comes to like actually leaving a good first impression with a guy especially around your age what is just one basic piece of advice you would tell a woman um I think if you're looking for something serious and more meaningful, you should definitely, you know, maybe take it slow, definitely like ease into things and feel it out. There obviously has to be that sexual chemistry there, but it has to obviously be that, you know, physical and emotional attraction. So I'd say one of the things is like, just make sure, you know, you're comfortable with who you're going out on a date with, but most importantly, you know, you got to get to know them first. So taking it slow, you know, you're not going to get to know them right away. Hell, people don't even know each other six months in a relationship. So, you know, right. you never know. 
you never, you never know. know. Okay, speaking of sexual chemistry, though, this is totally one that I've been recently researching in. And I think it has changed since our parents' generation. But from a guy's perspective, yes. honest first instinct right now, do you think it makes a difference in your mind as a guy if a girl sleeps with you on the first date? Like, when I say makes a difference, I mean, does that make her less of a girlfriend or wife material? Like, does it truly make a difference? Or do you think it's situational? Like, how would you vibe that out? Because I think that's an ultimate question I've always been curious about. And I think I finally have concluded on my own terms. But I'm curious what you think. A lot of it is situational, for sure. I would say for the most part, and kind of how I would view it. And I think guys that feel like they have their shit together would view it like if they're looking for something more meaningful uh you definitely do not sleep on the first date and maybe even wait a few weeks because i think it's good to get to know someone you never know like really who they are and like you know you can obviously ease into a couple things but at the end of the day you definitely want to like still get to know them if you genuinely want to date them Right. Okay. So, so hear this perspective out. There's this girl that I recently came across. Her name is um, Tinks, T-I-N-X. And she's been like really popular. Hell of, a name. On- Hell of a name. Yeah. I mean, she's been really popular on TikTok and Instagram. She's 30 years old, went to Stanford. She's a hot dime in LA and she's been popping off because she's been giving some really cool relationship, hookup advice, whatever. And her perspective on what you were just mentioning is like this box theory. She thinks that men put you in a box right off the bat and it will hardly change. You're either in the box of, I want to date you, I want to fuck you, or I want nothing to do with you. And so she thinks that it actually doesn't really matter at what point you sleep with them because they, as a guy, they kind of already had in mind what they wanted anyways out of it. So even if they did want to, let's just say like you wanted to date them but they actually only wanted to fuck or you know they wanted to date you and you did fuck them on the first date per se because again it just happened in that moment like it just made it wasn't forced it was just the natural chemistry was there she thinks because of that it doesn't really matter what's your opinion on that and on this little box theory if you will that men have women in different boxes based on, you know, maybe where they're at personally, right? Like maybe you just got out of a relationship, you meet a dime girl, but guess what? Like, it's just not like not your time to be, you know, seeing a dime girl. Like you're just like, look, I really just want to fuck and like you are wife material, but I still just want to fuck you. So what what is your thought on that? I think you just answered your own question, but I would definitely agree with you. Like there is a, there is probably with, with women and what they probably per- think they perceive themselves is like some men do have like intentions on what they want to do with you. Like, do they see you as someone they want to date or do they see you as someone they just want to maybe hook up with? And so I think the number one thing is you have to look at where this guy is at in his life mm, and okay. see if, if he actually can be in a relationship right now. Like maybe he's broke and he doesn't have any money or like, Maybe he just got out of a relationship or maybe he just, you know, wants to be single because, you know, that's kind of who he, who he is. And, you know, a lot, I think with men, like all men and women have some, some type of ego to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, it is all about killing your ego and, you know, being optimistic about dating because I'd say like in relationships I've been in and girls I've, you know, had had things with or or dated in the past like 
I probably looked for maybe 60 to 70% of it. And the rest of it, I, I was not looking for, like it happened naturally. And right. those one, those ones that happened naturally were the best ones in my life. And I think like, you know, letting things really come, come naturally and, you know, in life and in, in your own perspective, like you can't force things, like you can't force someone to love you. You can, mm -hmm. you can maybe force the amount of dates you take them on and then mm -hmm. see if it goes somewhere. And the, you know, over time, the, the feelings continue to build, but like, you got to first, I say the number one thing right off the bat, like if there's no sexual chemistry there or like you don't even find them attractive, like that's yeah. tough. That's for sure tough. And I think it's tough to want to have to date somebody like that unless you're, that's what you're looking for. Like if you're just right. looking for some husband, you're like, I, I have a cousin, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just want to get married uh, because I'm like 35. You know, I, I've been in relationships. Mm -hmm. None of them have worked out. But one of the things that, she's realizing all her friends are like married, married, they have kids and she feels like left out, like in a bubble oh. in her own world. Yeah. So it's tough and I get it. So in a way, like there is an age frame. Like I think women nowadays want to get married from probably before 35, at least I'd say no women's like at least a lot of women that I've talked to, they don't want to get married after 35. Like they're hoping I mean, part, to get married and by, part of that by is, 30, 30. And part of that is biologically of like having kids too. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Everyone has told me like exactly. have that time clock or whatever the fuck. Like I obviously have not felt it, but like apparently you just, you come to a point in life and you just feel baby fever. <laughs> so here's where I only disagree with women based on my life perspective and family. My mom had me, I think at 33, she okay. definitely had my sister at 42. So okay. I don't, I, there's no way a woman can sit there and tell me they they're screwed by 35. Oh you yeah. You need yeah, to go, yeah, sure. you got to go to the doctor and then find out. And then maybe oh, they yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. you. No, for something. sure. I yeah. mean, woman can, I mean, my cousin had her, her daughters, you know, past 40 for sure. So I'm not saying, I, I'm just saying like, um, I think traditionally people have that urge, not just yeah. because of like, for example, I'm from a small hometown. So everyone and their motherfuckers got married, like already, yeah. like at this age, like all that, there's some of them are already married, but you know, some of it's because of kids and like wanting to have families by 27 and, you know, we live in California, so it's different, but, um, okay. So you said, let it like happen naturally. So in that yes. sense, you're kind of, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're taking back what you initially said, but then in essence though, if you meet a girl and it's like really vibing. You have the emotional chemistry and the sexual chemistry and you just end up sleeping together the first date or so. That mm -hmm. That's a situation where it's like, oh, that didn't really cross her out as wife material though, right? Because it's just yeah. like, it just happened, right? Like you let it flow naturally, right? Yeah, so I think like you should go into all these dates with zero expectations. 100%. I think every every human being should go into dating with zero expectations because like if you're expecting this girl to want to just sleep with you and that's all you're trying to get out of it, like she already discredits you as a person right there. She thinks like, this is what you think of her and she's not interested. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like, like actually interested emotionally. And so they'll, they'll only show you a side of them because everyone has their guards up. I think when you're mm -hmm. first dating someone, like everybody does, whether yeah. they've seen it from their parents and they have that traumatic experience or they've seen it from, you know, past relationships they've had with, you know, boyfriends that didn't work out. Who knows? Maybe they were cheating or he was cheating or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So I think when it comes to something like that, you definitely 
that's why I say take it slow because, you know, I think in this day and age, this is not 1980 anymore where people want the white picket fence and are getting <laughs> married and they want to have the kids and they're happy making, you know, 100 to 500, 100, like 100, 100 grand, you know, a year. And no, people are trying to make a lot of money and, and nowadays and it's more fast paced in this universe, mm-hmm. I think. And, and everyone's evolving a lot quicker and technology's obviously been blown up. I mean, it's all, everything's just getting better as we get mm-hmm. older, I think. Like our, the way we live life's going to be more efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that sense, like just take it slow because why, like I get if you're rushing, but like for, I can only speak to someone as in my age demographic, I'm 25. Right. I mean, I know 40, 50 year olds that don't even have it figured out yet. Like what right. is figuring for fuck figuring it out? What is yeah. figuring it out? You know? So at the end of the day, I think like, like I say, take it slow for me. Like if I, I know now, because I've done, done, done a lot of dating and mm-hmm. seen what I like and don't like, I probably will wait like 30 days if I, if I see, if I get a girl mm-hmm. to go on a date with me and I know for a fact, I want to date this girl. Cause I already have like an expectation of what I think, like right. not an expectation, but like, I have an idea of like, this is a girl I would date. You're getting the vibe. Yeah. This is a girl I would date, not just, you know, have fun with. Yeah. The, I'm going to take it slow. Maybe, maybe four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. However long I'm not going to force it, but I'd rather it happen naturally. So yeah, those are okay. the best. I'm curious because you and I talk about this a lot. We're like interested, like, you know, we're in our mid twenties and whatever, but I think, yeah. you know, we've cool. had our, we've had our time with our fun, right. You know, with the flings and whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Cheers to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also you and I, what we have in common is that we actually do, despite what we sometimes act as around our our degenerate friends, we actually do like meaningful relationships and actually would prefer that over flings and whatever. And we've talked about this for a long time, but I'm curious as a guy at your age who actually would seek that versus a fling, what is the number one quality you look for in a girl that you would describe as girlfriend material, dating material? And again, this is for those that are like trying to make themselves more dating material right they're realizing like they've had too much fun they want to kind of start to put themselves together they're graduating college now they're like all right it's time to be more of a young adult woman and be more attractive to a real man and maybe he's 25 like you what would you say is the number one quality you look for well there's a lot of qualities i think but or i would maybe say top three top three if that's like easier yeah. but i mean in general terms, like, I would say definitely, like, if I'm dating someone, I'm going to be their their number one supporter, number one fan, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about them, but it's about giving them space. I'd say, you know, definitely someone that, someone that has goals, not just dreams, but goals. There's difference between dream and goals. And I think someone who has goal, goals and they want to accomplish those goals and they can look me straight in the face and be like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing this. And this is why I think I need to do this. This is, That's like a this is what on to you. I, a girl, a girl that is like successful is hot, has her shit together. Like that's what it is for me. Like, that's what I would look for because yeah. now, now in my age, if I was 21, this would be a different conversation. Like right. I didn't even, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm right. 25, a lot older, more wise, like had a lot of experiences and 
But I, I think, think again, I think that is also just a a I don't know a chapter that most yeah, and most people, men and women, go through from twenty one to twenty five, right? Yeah. They go through that college phase. They had their fun, their flings, Lived whatever. Yeah, and and now you get to a point where you're like, shit, those flings are not that fulfilling, right? You know, you've had all of it, and it's no longer that meaningful. It's what fulfills you. That's exactly it. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's what fucking fulfills you. And there's a lot of things in life that fulfill me and that I know are fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to attain all of those. So am I going to reach every goal I've ever set in my life? No, no human does. But I think at least trying to get you somewhere will get you somewhere to the, to the yellow brick road to where you were trying to go. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of turns but eventually you're going to get to where it was meant to be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you try to look for a husband or try to look for a wife, I think it like, I get it. If you're trying to date, like if you're like, I'm going to start dating again, mm-hmm. I understand. I understand that concept. I'm going to start yeah. dating again. But if you like are always trying to push for like, mm-hmm. my, my goal is to set my life up to where I never have to chase women again. Mm-hmm. And it, because I think the number one thing I'm quoting Dan, Dan Bolzarian on this, the King of Instagram, mm-hmm. the, the legend himself. Cheers to that guy. He says, don't chase, never chase. And I, I never chase. I like, maybe okay, wait, younger, wait, wait. Younger I'm going to debate you on this though, dude, every woman, including myself, and you know me very well, Austin, I'm a very independent person. I don't need a man to come to me, but at the same time, as a assertive woman myself, I do look for a guy that can take initiative and be assertive and direct. And I don't want to say right. me, right. but, but, but for the most part, show me that you have the balls to talk to me, to text me, call me, whatever it is, and show me that you are interested because if not, we got other NFL players in the team. Oh, fuck. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Hey, hundred hundred percent. I mean, never, never go in Emily Duong's DMs. You don't want to see what's in there, but I will, I will say like, I get it. Like if you're going out with like the boys and you're just going out to squad and you want to go hit on girls and do that, that's, that's one thing. But what I'm trying to say out of all this is like, set your life up to where you don't have to chase and like, whatever that is, there's many ways in life because once you, as you upgrade your life, and get more successful, make more money, um, get more, you know, wealthy, get to a point where you have built a better network. I think network is net worth. And I think when you build yourself a really good network, you start to meet new people that you never thought, because here's the thing growing up. And I, and I thought about this actually today, growing up, you're so accustomed to being in a school system for 20 years Mm -hmm. and it's the same freaking people all day. And you watch them grow up with you. Right. Like mm-hmm. the same people you went to elementary, middle school, high school with, mm-hmm. college. But once you get to a point where you're like, I think it's time for me to, to like, I'm done with college, time for me to like go out there and see who's out there. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game. You know, you're surrounded with the same, I don't know, two, 3,000 kids for, mm-hmm. for your whole life, in high school at least. Once you move on past that, you're in college, 20,000 kids, you know, half of them. But when it comes to dating, what I'm trying to say is like, there's actually so many fucking people on this planet mm-hmm. in different in different countries. Like your your next husband, Emily, could be in fucking Italy for all you know. Yeah, and you're yeah. not you wouldn't know until you take that trip to Italy at age uh-huh. 30, 32 years old. 
So like, yeah. just be optimistic is all I'm trying to tie it right. back to. But I think though, what you're saying is like, if you say you're, if you never chase, then when it becomes the one, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I'm just speaking as an assertive right. alpha woman myself. I'm saying I have no problem reaching out to a guy and saying, hey, I'm interested in you. And I have no problem making the first move. But there will be issues if you cannot show me that you can take the initiative. And I say that from experience, from dating someone that I consider was not nearly as assertive as me. And I would say that was probably one of the differences between us is like I'm, I can come off overwhelming if you are not as alpha right we're we worked in sales together we know what it's like to fucking go after the prospect now we're i would say the same thing you don't chase the prospect until they fucking no. cry their balls out no. but you have to take the initiative to reach out right to cold call so i think that's the same thing it's like would you say you would rephrase that in a way where maybe you'll if you see a girl that you really like you'll take the initiative but you won't chase her till like a fourth date where it's going down you know, it's never going to happen anyways type of thing or. Yeah. Let me, let me kind of rephrase what I should, what I should say. I'm not the guy that's going to like, if I, if, let's just say I go hit on a really hot girl somewhere and I'm, I'm out and about mm -hmm. and I'm not going to like, if, if you're not interested, like I maybe will try one more time, but I'm not going to sit there and push and push. Like I see a lot of my drunk friends do and it gets right. to be almost yeah. embarrassing and yeah. you got to have some self-respect for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. dude, she ain't interested, man. Both men, vice versa too, right? Both fucking, girls and guys. Fucking yeah. vice versa. Yeah. I've had it many times with girls. I'm like, I'm just not interested. I'm sorry. Like, it ain't you. And dude, like the, like the amount of people I just meet every weekend, it's just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Tor, I just, I, it's kind of just built me up mentally to a point where I'm like, I'm fucking fine. Like, big mm -hmm. deal. The one, the one hot blonde I met that one night that didn't give me her phone number. Mm -hmm. fuck it who gives a fuck next friday's coming up we'll go out with the boys again like who cares so right. i mean i'm just saying you meet new people every week like if you go it, it depends what you want to do in life right me i'm young i'm having fun i'm 25 right i have a lot of friends but at the same out. time yeah you're young you're 25 but at the same time you're also someone that prefers a I more meaningful companion right i would ab absolutely prefer something more meaningful um I would say in this year alone, 2021, I have been taking it easy on purpose for my mental maturity. And mm. I think I've been trying to sustain from women a little bit only because mm. I feel like I just needed a fucking break. Like, right. Just would, would you say that's something you would advise girls do the same thing as well? Yes. Like if they're, yes. If they're kind of in a rut with that dating phase and they're not really Fuck. hitting it off with anyone just like yeah. tell them give it a break and just like yes. go focus on something else is that kind of what you're doing right now literally where i'm at right now i've been chilling out i have just so oh i had so much fun last year and i'm just over it and it's like i'm not over it it's just like i need a break like it's right. just the same it's just same shit every weekend and unfulfilling and at the end of the day Quote, mm -hmm. Quoting Emily Duong's podcast, you need to figure out what actually fulfills you and what is going to set your life up for long-term success. And so, like, for example, I got a new job recently. Mm -hmm. Love my new job, making a lot more money than I was making at my other job. And I, I, I'm a lot happier where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. This is something I get to refocus my energy into, something brand new, re reinvigorating myself, 
I get to work towards something that it gets me back onto where I wanted to go with my goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, not like I was not going towards my goals. It was just like, I haven't, I have a new job. It's time to try something new, maybe restructure how I do life. And, and how can I always do it? I'm always looking to improve in what I'm doing in life mm-hmm. in sale in business and sales. I play golf in my golf game, um, especially with friendships, networking, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the, I think literally, and every athlete will say this when you have your biggest downfalls or like once you're going through hard times, those are actually the best times because that's, yeah. that's where you freaking learn from shit. Like mm-hmm. I love, like, I, I, I don't want to ever be in like such a depressed, like, you know, hard time. And, and I sympathize with people that do go through that. And I, and I've gone through it. Everyone goes through it. Mm-hmm. But when it's like really tough and you're like, I don't even know where my next meal's coming from, whatever, like those hard times is where you're really learning mm. and I trying cannot. to grow. So it, I think if you work hard, truthfully, life does work itself out in the way it was supposed to, but you can force a lot of what it would like, not force, but you can at least turn the navigation on, mm-hmm. on the, on the, and, and turn the navigation on to get to where you want to at least go. I like and that. It might, it might take you a few, few paths and turns, but you're going to get there. Right. Um, okay. This is a unique question. This is something to, I obviously to preface you're, I know you're a gentleman, so I'm, but I'm curious what what your thoughts are on this i'm even curious for myself um but i'm sure a lot of girls would be curious to know your answer what are your thoughts on like first date as a guy you always pay right i'm assuming you can be honest if you like i always pay i'm gonna be honest i would love i would absolutely love to get into a a first date where the girl pulls her pulls her credit card out and she's like oh, okay 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 that, that was my question has okay first off yeah oh, I've, so had I guess you- I've had it i've had it many times yeah where the, pull girl, the credit card out. where the girl offers actually to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, so, do you take note if she doesn't offer to pay? Holy shit. I've had so you many. You, uh, you make a mental I've note. had so many like. I live in I live in Newport Beach, California. And out here there is and anyone will attest to this. There's a lot of gold diggers, to be honest. <laughs> and these these girls, man, it is fucking funny to watch. I just love I love like watching like what goes on with human beings and like how they act and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like a people watcher. Sometimes it's funny to, sh- to see this shit. And I'm like, wow, this is fucked up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking Like, I'm going to know what vibe this girl's given me in the first date. I'm very good at intuition on like the first, I can usually tell what's going on with the chick in the first like 30 minutes talking to her, maybe mm-hmm. 20 minutes. I can tell what's up. Like yeah. this girl does not have her shit together or she does have her shit together, but she like, just doesn't fucking you know want to even date right now and it's like right. you gotta you gotta be able to read people i i guess like i agree because i know i, I, I do know and i will say it myself yeah. i have heard back in college even way before i ever considered like i was in a relationship but i'd hear girls stories and sororities telling their friends that they got on hinge or tinder so that they can get some free dinners and go on dinner dates right and i'm like these fucking I'm like, girls what the fuck that's like that's disgusting man like just pay for your own meals like what the fuck but but you do see that's the thing like i i've always um i've always offered like i you know me i i I don't want to say this in a shallow way but like it's like paying for my own meals like not uh not an issue thank you know thankfully right that i'm in a financial point that is not an issue um but i will say like sometimes i have felt almost awkward offering because sometimes like the setting is so 
it's kind of very obvious that the guy is going to pay or like wants to pay, but do you, would you still advise at all times always offer? Or do you think there are moments like on a first date, do you think there are moments where like, if you, if you get a vibe that the guy is like, Oh dude, absolutely. Like you're not paying. Like, should you still offer anyways? What's, what's your take on that? Look, first date, I'm usually paying. I mean, I think guys should, should pay. I mean, right, right, right. It's an, it is what it is, but if a girl even offers, then you know she's like, there's two things. One, she feels bad. So I haven't had this before, but I I have friends that this happened to. She either feels bad and kind of did not want to go. Like she she's like, oh, this guy was not as attractive as I thought he was gonna be. Okay. And like, there's never a second date. And like, I've had friends this happens to. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm sorry. So <laughs> that sucks. Okay, but those are inst- those are those are quint- those are like shitty instances. Okay, but when it comes to like a girl even just trying to pay, I think that's definitely. Uh, it shows like she, one doesn't need you, mm-hmm. and which is and I'm, which is attractive, and like I don't need any girl. I just like like no human needs anybody. Like you need right. them to have have kids, but you like how they make you feel emotionally. Right. Right. No, no human being technically has to be with another human being. Mm-hmm. Like there's no no rule that says that. It's just like if you want to have kids and you want a future and you want to live your rest of your life with someone, mm-hmm. you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like when it comes to the first date thing, yeah, I don't know. I, I usually pay typically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I like the chick, I mean, even if I, you know, even if I don't like the chick, like I'm going to make the money back. So it's not a big deal, but right. Right. Yeah. You, you would advise for girls to always offer. Um, I think, I think a girl should offer even if the date did or not did or did not go well. For me, it comes back to the, you know, the equality thing, how women and, and men were trying to bring this equality gap together. Right. Or like bridge the gap. And it's like that, that's where I come from where it's like, okay, if we're trying to bridge the gap, then like, let's put our half to the table. If that makes sense. Although I will say in my opinion, at this point in my life and the experiences I've gone through and dates I've been on I would say for sure it's a red flag if a guy asked to like split the bill with me on a first date I I think that that has happened to me maybe once since um my ex at like you know on a casual date or whatever and I was like yeah this is not happening again very that was so very he, attractive so that so this so this guy you went on a date with he actually asked you to split the bill with him yeah this was like this was not, like this was like over a year ago too so which is actually funny but i was like okay that's that was and i kind of like saw it and i was not attracted to this guy anyways so i was like yeah i mean well, maybe he knew he just knew he said fuck it i'll never see you again maybe that's I mean, what he, it was he tried to like follow up with like a second thing oh. yeah but like i was you know i wasn't vibing so i didn't i didn't really care but i think for me it's always an automatic red flag like an auto and an automatic no if you didn't you know court me i guess in a way because i think at this point i've i've been on many other dates where guys always want to court me and like you know and that's just and that's just the traditional you know view in me but sometimes the glass is half full right texting first do you have a preference once i got to age i swear to god i had to learn this from dating and i learned it from someone else all fucking girls do this I, at least most of them all of them okay i, I swear to, i swear to god they wait like 20 30 minutes to reply <laughs> they do they do and i didn't realize this is a thing that girls do and then i had a girl they're like oh yeah they fuck we do that on purpose so i'm like oh 
So now I don't take it personal because I'm like, is she just not interested or what? And they're like, no, they, they, they got it. They, this is how girls think from what I've been told. They fuck it. They, they try to play it cool, like cooler than you and act like they don't give a fuck when indeed they do. They, and indeed they do, but they, they're like, I'm so busy. And, and so like, you know, I'm so busy with my own life and I got my own shit to do that. Like, I'm going to half-ass text you. Like, I don't even like, I'm going to make you want, want to chase me more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, two can play that game. I'll go fucking three weeks without that. Shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Hey, what are you doing? You want to go to a movie tonight? Three weeks, you asshole. Okay, well, here's the thing. All right, I've, uh, I've I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't do that. But. <laughs> I've hit a point in my life where I don't give a shit about the waiting twenty minutes thing. Um, I will text you back when I see, you know, or when I am in the right energy space to text you back. I'll say that. Like, I might see it, but I might wait to text you. Not because I'm trying to play this game again. Also, you know, the demographic I date, like I, I, I love games. Yeah. It's all games. I don't all play, games. play games. I don't play games. I'm very direct. Every- and I like guys that are very direct. And in fact, yeah. if you get to a certain age demographic like mine, then, you know, you um will meet guys that are much more direct and they're not there to play yeah. games either. You know why? Because they played games in their 20s and they're not really playing games anymore. No, no. Um, I, I hear here. I want to I want to actually say this. Uh, so so I think this is my philosophy on it. I think women always two years ahead of two to three years ahead mentally yeah. growing up yeah. always when you guys get to 25 shit flips guys guys i think i think most guys become more mature from 25 up and then the girls actually go down a little bit Shut the fuck i think up, it flips dude. i think it flips dude hey. you just turned 25 this year so how the hey, fuck would hey, you know hey. uh, i've been seeing it i've been seeing it man these 25 25 year old girls that go out they're they're fucking wild they're wild I think I think you personally are at a different place, and that's why I'm having you on the podcast because I think you are more mature for your age in this way. Although it's interesting, like I don't think you necessarily show this side of you to many of other people, but I feel like I've seen it because you and I have like a fun energy and dynamic going. But I will admit, I don't think many people get to actually see this side of Austin because I think people yes. see more of like this degenerate, like fucked up energy like on on Adderall kind of guy but then like when you and I talk it's we get a little deeper or we're sending Harvey Spectrum memes to each other so I think you and I have the same mindset but I think I for sure think that not many people actually see that within you I would agree I want to say two things one I don't do Adderall (laughs) not prescribed so let's clarify that number number but I, but I'm basically a kid that was born with Adderall in the system 24 <laughs> seven. I'm fucking, sure. I'm fucking, my energy is just up through the roof all day long. And maybe that's why, that's why, that's why I like doing sales. I like fucking making money. I don't know. But here's the number two thing I will say. You asked me earlier. I only gave mm-hmm. you two answers. You asked me, what do I find? Yeah. Top three most attractive things about a girl. The number one is energy. Okay. If she can match my energy mm-hmm. and we're vibing, that's it. That's it. Because nothing else compares to energy at the end of the day. Energy coincides with mm-hmm. sexual chemistry, like sexual like yep. attractiveness physically. Like I find you attractive. Emotionally, like holy shit, mm-hmm. we're vibing and we're feeling this. And you can feel there's probably about I'd say less than 10 women that mm-hmm. I've met in my whole life where you could fucking feel the energy. Oh, yeah. Like I would sit there 
Oh, I'm sitting there like, oh my fucking god, and, this and, is and, like and also, wow. Like it was like it was euphoric. Right, it was euphoric right. talking to this. Girl. And, and, and it was euphoric just euphoric. talking to them. Even right, it's not. Isn't that interesting? So wait, I want to ask you. I want. Awesome. I'm glad you brought this up. Do you think that and it's something you feel right? You can't explain it. You can't describe it. It's just something. You cannot force yeah. that shit. You cannot force that. That's biologically sure. and chemically like, something that happens when I yeah. say naturally. It's, That's it's, fucking it. Unless you're drinking alcohol, maybe I, maybe that happens. No, I mean I think ultimately real energy, real morals that connect. Yeah, real. for real. me, I would say I could real. only, yeah. I could, I would say maybe three guys total, including like a current one that I actually yeah. feel that energy with. So for me, it's rare, and like once I do see it, it's very intriguing to me. But I think that is usually the missing component that a lot of people in their early 20s when they're dating they kind of overlook or they're not really sure what they're looking for because they haven't felt that like spark you know that chemistry with someone and you you just can't pinpoint what it is it's just something it's a culmination of energy it's all of it it's the energy like you said you have to have compatible energy okay here's what i think i think like dating or like at least talking to women or whatnot, even if you're not good looking, you need to be able to still talk to people like, or if you are good looking, like no matter, I don't care what you look like, you just have to have Mm -hmm. some type of game that Mm -hmm. works for you, but genuinely be yourself. And over time, once you like, like I have failed many times, everybody's failed many times talking to hitting on girls or got girls hitting on guys, right. Or whatever, like it happens. But when you're screwing up or like when it's not going your way, you're learning from all these yeah. experiences and then it, it just fucking mm-hmm. one day clicks in your brain and you're like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm all good. And that's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of what happened to me. Like, I feel like I'm, I have a pretty good read on, on mm-hmm. who I'm talking to. And like, if I'm even interested now, like if yeah. I'm wasting my time and I can know, I'll know right away, but here's the thing. I feel no bad. I don't feel bad about it whatsoever. When I just walk away, I'm like, Hey, and it's not like putting shame on them or like anything. It's like, like I'll be talking to a girl and let's say she was feeling, she, she wasn't feeling me. Mm-hmm. Let's say she wasn't feeling me. I'm okay. Going home like that night. I don't mm-hmm. care. Whatever. Didn't work. And then vice versa. Like if the girl goes home, like she shouldn't right. feel bad either. Like, yeah, and I agree. I, think I just it's, think it's like you, it's happens something time. that it, it's not personal, you know, like some people do take it too no, personal. I no. think you, you will reach a certain level in your life. You know, that you realize like it is about energy and like, again, my energy sometimes could be too alpha for a guy, right? Like some guys want more of a soft, gentle woman, like someone that my mom wanted me to be, right? And I think, again, it, it, I'm not going to be for everyone. They're not going to be for everyone, vice versa. So I think that's really wise to take note on. Um, Okay. To wrap things up, do you have any final pieces of advice? Just anything we didn't touch on that you feel like would be important to talk about in terms of dating relationships, what you've learned um, red flags that you have noticed girls within our age demographic doing making that you feel like should be kind of noted from a guy's standpoint. And again, I think I take this almost as if like I've seen those YouTube videos where girls will ask their guy friends, questions that girls are often scared to ask guys right it's always like we're really curious about this and unless you have really close guy friends to ask it 
you just sometimes don't know or you know so this is kind of what this episode is serving so do you feel like there's any well i guess i'll, I'll ask that like what's a common red flag you would say um you know either through texting uh, through in person whatever yeah. like what's a red flag that a common red flag that you think girls should work on um okay for all men out there i think girls should not give a guy the time of day but be genuinely mm -hmm. nice about it if the mm -hmm. girl is actually texting like many dudes right mm -hmm. now like like she's got all these guys on deck and and i think when you're actually if you have a guy who's genuinely interested in you and like you're reading that vibe like you're gonna fucking you're gonna hurt that guy like you're gonna crush his heart if you're fucking texting you know or or like i don't know i feel like a lot of the girls I, sometimes i'll talk to girls and they got fucking i don't know a bunch of other guys are texting it right now like that they've been hooking right. up with or whatnot and i'm just like fuck man like i don't i'm not even like right. that type of guy and you know like, what not, it does suck though because i, I guess what really sucks is that like i thought i thought this i thought this right. girl was better when I came in, when I came and approached mm -hmm. and talked to you, I was fucking wrong. You're, you're just like, a See, lot but of what sucks though, I, is like a lot of girls think sick. of guys like this as well. And what sucks is that you, you, you well, I, I would say like, really? you might not, you're, yeah, are, you might are. not be doing this, but then the, the guys that are doing that are making guys like you look bad as yeah. well as a lot of my own guy friends who don't yep. text multiple girls. Same thing with me. It's like, I, you yep. know me, I don't text multiple guys. Like, I'm just no. too focused for that. Like you're, I either like you and I'm talking to you or, you know, there's, I'm not texting anyone. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I'm saying that's why you and yep. I like match on that energy when we're talking about, you know, what we're looking for in our own lives. And I think you and I have realized for like, sure. we're so over this texting multiple people thing. Like it's, it's such, it's so part of our culture, you know, it's very much part of our oh. generation, our culture and this, the dating app game. And I get it. That's part of how it works now. But at the same time, for me, when I'm talking to a guy, if you are texting multiple girls, it shows me that you might lack direction. And if I'm not for you, then, you know, like I might as well just make it myself, you know? So, all right. So uh, final words, Austin, let's uh, give you the ultimate question. I ask everyone on this podcast, and I want you to think thoroughly before you answer. <laughs> um but out of everything we talked about, things that you've experienced in life, the ups and downs, what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life? Or at least what you've realized at least partially fulfills you at this age? I want to be the most best version. I want to be the best version of myself. And I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I do know what I want to do. Like I know what I'm going to do. But, but what, what would you say really fulfills you though in the sense of after all is said and done at the end of this life what what do you think is actually the key component that brings you sustainable I want to look happiness and yeah. sustainable I want to look back and mm -hmm. say I did it I fucking did it I want to sit look in the mirror and say with a smile on my face I fucking did it I did everything I wanted to do I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. I have no more like goals. Like nobody has goals at 80 years old. I don't think like maybe they do, but they're not like major goals that are going to take hard work and, and a lot of time and practice to do. Like we're talking like 
I fucking did everything I want to do in my life. And as a 25 year old, I've mm-hmm. pretty much done, I'd say 60, 60% of the stuff I wanted to do, but I'm still living and I still have a lot of life left to give and what I want to do. And yeah. I still have a lot, a lot of more goals and a lot of more dreams that I'm going to be accomplishing. So, um, I would say to wrap it up and end that on a good note, just keep working hard, keep working hard every day because eventually you're going to get to where you want to go. And that's what ultimately fulfills me is finally arriving at my next destination. I love that, dude. Thank you for being on the show today. It's honestly really fun talking to you. And I think if any of our friends listen to this, they will realize there is a deeper Austin inside. We could do some bonus questions. You want to do some bonus questions? I got plenty of time. What are, do you have bonus questions in mind? Yeah, I do. I do. Emily Duong, whoever asked you this, what fulfills you, girl? All right. All right. All right. What fulfills me? Yeah. Um, great question. I would say for me, it's all about people and relationships. I love nice things. I love making money. Don't get me wrong. And I love, you know, experiencing all the finer things in life. But, you know, without the people and without the relationships I built, like including, you know, my friendship with you, having met you at my first corporate job, I think it would just be a completely different experience. I don't think I would have nearly felt as fulfilled and happy in the first, you know, year of my job there. Same with you, um, without the crew that we had. So I, I know that's always, it's always about the relationships and the energy of the people I'm around. I love that. I love that. What would be something that you look for, um, in a future husband or some values he needs to have that mm-hmm. really do intrigue you? You like where you're at right now in your life, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're not looking to get married for the next ten years or whatnot, but hopefully you find someone in the next ten years. Like, yeah. what are you what are you looking for? When it comes to qualities I look for in a future husband, I definitely look for someone that takes initiative and is assertive in that sense, uh, not just with going after me, but just going after you know whatever vision that he has or we have as a couple. Uh, secondly, it has to be really playful. I never thought that'd be like a top one. But I have realized, like, if you get to know me really well, I'm very playful, um, both like, I guess, in friends, but also in like romantic relationships. So I think that can be energy wise, you need to be able to match my playfulness. Um, third is just someone with a lot of integrity. I think like, I, I just can't be with someone that is so driven by money or driven by such external things that they will do whatever it takes to you know, get the sale, get the closed deal. We have obviously worked with some people that I would say lacked a lot of integrity. And to me, that's just, you know, red flag. So I would say integrity, big, big one. Um, And I would say a very good question I have. So as I mentioned earlier, Emily has a lot of NFL players in her DMs. Who would you say the biggest name is that we can maybe release here on the podcast today has been in those DMs? Because I can, I mean, these are big names. Let me tell you, these are big names. Like it ain't Tom Brady, but damn, we got some close ones in there. Some young, some young QBs are in there. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I will say. Uh, they're I, they're I starting. Have... They're starting too. They're fucking starting too. I mean, I'll, I'm I'll drop some hints. They might have a Super Bowl ring. Is that what it is? They have the, oh. they, they, they got a ring. And oh. uh, wow. Yeah, they 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 uh, may or may not be in the Philadelphia Eagles team. Oh wow! Yeah, she she 
She's a Philly girl. She's actually not a Philly girl. She's from Pennsylvania, but mm-hmm. for some reason, she attracts a lot of Philly Eagles. They're always in there. <laughs> They're always in there. I'm hoping Emily definitely uh, links up with one of them, maybe three. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that yeah, goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know if football players are my type, but, um, you know, it's it, it's fun to just converse with. We'll, we'll put it that way. What would you say your greatest passion is besides, you know, living your best life? Like, what is something that really you wake up and you're like, I'm fucking excited to do this today, besides obviously this podcast? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think outside of this podcast, I think for me, my greatest passion is just making an impact on people. So for I love when I mean, it's related to this podcast, but in other aspects of my life, I love when I have a conversation with someone and they have that light bulb aha moment like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I could reframe the way I think about life in that way. You know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of people have major shifts in like, you know what? I learned this from Emily. I learned this from Austin. I learned this from reading this book. It's like that aha moment, like I'm going to change the direction of my life or I'm going to change how I approach solving this problem that has been a continuous problem in my life, you know? So for me, I have a lot of passion in helping people achieve that because I think I went through such dark times in my life very early in my 20s. Um, Most people don't experience things that dark early on. So I think maybe that was a gift rather that I experienced that. And now I kind of teach or help other women, especially a little bit younger than me, as if I'm like that older sister they never had, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people have, and that's good. I think a lot of people have uh, epiphany moments but mm-hmm. everyone in their whole life has that very one epiphany moment. And I think it happens from like age 18 to like 30. And once you have it, you know, like you're where you're going for the rest of your life and like mm-hmm. what, what you want to do and where it's going to take you. And, and to end it all, I would say I had mine. I love my life now. And um, I really appreciate you having me on this podcast. So thank you very much. Cheers. I, uh, Austin, I killed, I killed the entire, that. I'm going to kill the entire bottle right here just for you. My OG homie, you are a friend for life for sure, my dude. Come see me in New York. And that was all for today's Raw Talk episode with my great friend, Austin slash former co-worker. Um, I hope you guys really learned something or just had an interesting insight into how a guy thinks because For me, I always love to have a better understanding of not only just the opposite sex when it comes to dating, but just how the person in front of me is actually perceiving what I do and how, you know, what I'm saying and all that. And I think the more we can become self-aware of how we are perceived, we can ultimately improve from our mistakes and things that we don't necessarily notice within ourselves. And that's why I always love getting feedback from especially guy friends like Austin. So uh, before you guys head out, be sure to check out all the merch on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com. You can enjoy a special promotion with 15% off your purchase with the code THANKYOU15 at checkout. Again, everything is on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Thank you again for tuning in this week. I will chat with you all next time.